today, Hawks, and welcome back to season two of the Hawkcast. It's great to be back uh, and have another crack at this fantastic show. This season, we're going to do things slightly differently. We're going to go fortnightly episodes, quality episodes, and what that's going to do is it's going to take us right up through until the preseason and get us all excited for another summer at the Hawks. But to start off with episode 21 of the Hawkcast, we've got back two of our great guests from last season uh, as we do another thing a little bit differently. We're going to do a little bit of a review of season 2021. So welcome back, President Dave O'Donnell and club coach Jack Lickis. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Gilly. Good to be back. Back to back episodes of Dave on it. I mean, that's true, actually. Yeah, Dave closed us out season one. And he's going to kick us off season uh, season two. It's the only way you're allowed to use club rooms again. <laughs> we start. It's been uh, a number of months now since uh, the season wrapped up. Uh, has uh, has the off season, I guess, been treading you guys? Uh, still busy. Um, yeah, I've, uh, we've got a few teams playing winter, which I'm coaching the under thirteen side, so that's getting me busy enough. Um, played a few games myself in the Saturday team, so enjoying. Playing and having less to do off the field, I suppose. So, yeah. yeah, and I've uh, just made my return to the hockey field, so I've stepped back completely, or nearly completely, from cricket for the off season, which is good. Just a bit of a, a mental break after it was a pretty long, uh, long summer season. So I've enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the time off, but uh, short lived because I'm uh, playing a game tomorrow for one of the winter sides. So uh, it'll be good to. Uh, Good to get back into it. I'm itching to, itching to get out there and have a hit. So I know from my kind of experiences too how important it actually is to have like a a, a break. So it's uh, obviously great to you know, hear that you're both doing that to some degree because yeah, I mean, so that you can hit the ground running again with the appropriate amount of enthusiasm come uh, come next season. You're just finishing off your break, Cobb. From cricket, uh, it's indefinite. <laughs> <laughs> Except coaching, love my coaching. Um, I'll be back unless Dave fires me. So. <laughs> uh, Dave, this time last year, we were we were staring down the the barrel of COVID and trying to navigate a, a season uh, with COVID. Um, did you have any apprehension uh, heading into the twenty twenty one season? And how do you think the club as a whole coped through that whole? Um, we had lots of apprehension. We had no idea what was going to happen from day to day, especially early on. Um, I think we were very, 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 very lucky. Incredibly lucky. We missed one game of cricket, one Saturday of cricket for the whole season. Um, yeah, we're very lucky. We live in Queensland, and we had minimal cases and minimal impact on most of our lives, especially through from October to March. Um, yeah, but like it was testing at times. You know, having to set up protocols and. Um, and procedures for everybody to try and get them to follow them. Um, it's pretty stressful at first because we didn't know where it was heading. But um, to be fit, to be to be fair, and credit to our members, they were pretty good with it. You know, you, know, you see everyone with their phone out checking in at training for you know, every time, and when they come in the rooms, they were signing in or checking in the majority of times. And if they didn't, and we noticed they didn't, we give them a nudge, and they, they were happy to go and do it. So other than that, no, I, I think we're very lucky. And to miss only one the one Saturday is yeah, very fortunate, I think. I think probably the, the biggest impact that it had was on the social aspect of the club. You know, we had, for the first time ever, really, we had to, you know, we had a hard cap on how many people we could have come to social events. But otherwise, and including that, the club did a fantastic job handling it. And so did the league, you know. 
they um, did a good job to make sure that you know, messages were, were clear, um, all the protocols were in place, and we were all able to you know, safely navigate through the whole season by one week. So. And Jack, this time last year, uh, maybe your season wasn't looking how it eventually panned out, taking on the, the coaching role. Talk about how that sort of came about. Yeah, well, at the end of the 2019-2020 season, uh, I'd agreed uh, with Caleb to help out coaching the Open Juniors. Um, so we discussed with Dave, kind of get my, get my feet wet, if you like, um, with uh, coaching a team. So that was something I agreed to in the long term. Um, and then uh, through a series of unfortunate events, I guess, um, led to uh, me being um, uh, kind of put into the, the head coaching role, which I was happy to take on. And look for, I looked forward to it and it was a good challenge. Um, but yeah, certainly uh, a lot earlier um, than I think a lot of us had anticipated. Um, but yeah, I was pretty grateful that the club gave me an opportunity. Um, and yeah, so by the end of the season, it looked a whole lot different than, uh, than how I had foreseen it. But um, yeah, it wouldn't change it. What are your reflections on that process, Dave? Um, we got, you know, if we're honest, we got strung along by a couple of people, whether that was, you know, through fault of theirs or no one's, doesn't really matter. Um, we thought we had someone to put out fairly late in the piece. Um, and Jack was always on our radar for, as a future coach. Um, it was only sort of to be honest, the co- next coach we were going to have was probably filling a gap unless we could find someone who was exceptional. Um, so I think it was a natural progression. We spoke about it. He was prepared to give it a go. I mean, I was prepared to back him however he needed it. And I think we were pretty good for our first go at it together. Um, I think it's um, it's something that we can improve on, obviously, but in lots of in lots of little ways. But um, as a whole, I thought it went pretty well. I guess you've uh, <clears throat> you've had a few coaches now in what the sort of what six years or so um, you've had at the club uh, so I guess um, you know everyone's got probably their different ways of going about things and I guess to put you on the spot with, with uh, Jack on your Australia next year but I mean yeah I guess how did that sort of stack up with um, yeah like I guess what Jack did differently or what Jack did well versus maybe some other guys as well we've had a uh, almost like a performance review now. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll do it live I'm taking notes okay. yeah good um if he talks you up, ask for a pay rise. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to get the job again, yeah. <laughs> um, no, um, Jack did lots of great things that we hadn't seen for a little while. I think um, Paul's last year, um, he was coming to the end. Um, and then Dylan was the year before that, which was very different again. Um, the first few years I was here, Paul was coaching. It was brilliant. You know, so it was, he, he was without question the best coach I'd ever had then. And, I mean, he probably still is, and Jack's going to grow into that, I hope. Um, but, yeah, I, I couldn't put my finger on anything in particular, to be honest with you. Um, I think um, if we help Jack more going forward, if, he, if, if the role is his again, um, he'll be able to use his skills of um, always one-on-one stuff to more, to more of the advantage of our, of our members. Yeah. If we can give him some, some help. To manage to like manage, the wider group, the nets yeah, and <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Fielding drills and all that sort of stuff, and, that's, yeah. and that is because that's, that, that's in our plan. So. Yeah, and that's always been a challenge. I know is that like having the coach actually do coaching rather than just being a manager of. Yeah. Uh, I know it's a, a tricky thing, but um, oh, I guess well then to keep it going. I mean, the big uh, the uh, big question is obviously where you sit, Jack, and whether you are kind of. Uh, 
I guess, how you see kind of going forward. Obviously, like you said, it was sort of a little bit earlier than you'd ideally have um, probably imagined. But uh, like, is that something that you consider yourself kind of going forward doing? Yeah, I'm definitely still, um, definitely keen uh, to continue on uh, in the role. Um, Obviously, I've spoken at length um, about this with Dave, um, that if we find a candidate who uh, is a better candidate for the club than me, then I'm uh, more than happy to uh, to step aside and focus on my own game and you know help out in whatever way I can. Um, but I'd definitely be willing to uh, take the job up again. Like we said, there's a lot of stuff that we'd um, do differently. Felt like you know a lot of the time, whether it was because I was taking on a few other jobs that you know I wasn't initially supposed to be taking on, um, ended up being a bit more of a man manager rather yeah. than. Um, rather than a coach at times. So, um, but I guess, we, you know, we'll be better for the run in year one and, you know, we'll, um, you know, fix a few little things. It's just tweaks here and there to fix the, just the processes and how we do a couple of things. And, um, yeah, we'll be better for it next year if I'm there. <laughs> so what we want to do for this episode is we want to look at some of our on-field performances from last season and look at some of the wins that we had off the field as well. So, um, we've, we've broken up the, the, the club into some different brackets of teams and we'll just review them and um, if you guys have any reflections from um, your involvement with those teams, uh, yeah, feel free to, feel free to share them as we, as we celebrate the, the wins on the field. So we'll start with our juniors. Um, so we, you know, our junior program continues to, to build and to grow, um, headlined by our under 10 teams where we had eight uh, this season, including three all-girls teams and then um, seven under 11 teams as well. Um, and then uh, we'll also chat a little bit about the, the under 12s who, who had a great season. So, yeah, I guess, Dave, you were mostly involved in that um, age bracket. So what were your reflections from the season for, for those guys? Uh, yeah, the under 10s um, is a phenomenal, phenomenal product, to be honest. It actually makes it really easy to sell. I think Friday night under lights, um, all playing at the same venue is, is a real easy sell. And the, um, it's great to see some of our current members from, well, so they weren't current last, but the year before members, um, getting their friends to come. Mm-hmm. So it proves that, you know, we're, we're building a product that is sustainable and that people enjoy. Um, yeah, and I mean, we have lots of kids from, you know, kids that have never played before to kids that, are, that excel at that level and, um, and get a little, they get a little bit of a taste of under-11s near towards the end with some shortages of the holidays and stuff. But the under-10s program, hopefully, will um, continue to, continue on the way it has you know eight lots of teams um we're prepared for more if we have to but uh eight's a pretty good number to be honest it it fits nicely with Mm. with everything we've got going on the under 11s um we've got some really good players now under 11s we had uh three of the boys make the under 12 rep squad um yeah which is pretty exciting we haven't had kids in rep squads very much Mm. here at all um Mm. So we had three there, uh, and we had, I know at least one of the under-11 sides went through undefeated. Probably only had, it only could have been one. I think one went, went undefeated, and the other one lost one to our other team. Mm. So there's some, there's, some, there's some quality kids in that, in that group. But more importantly, they're having lots of fun. Yeah. Um, and they turn up for training. I coached the under-11s this year, and there was many nights there was 40 of them there. It's, um, it's full on, but they're pretty good listeners, most of them, and, uh, and they're getting plenty out of it. And uh, Jack, I know you weren't uh, maybe directly involved with the under twelves, but obviously your your brother Sam was. Uh, what were what were his reflections? I guess um, as he shared with you about the journey that that team had. 
Yeah, I think um, oh, and obviously worked with the the same group of kids the previous year, um, so kind of you know, coach them progress and see them all the kids improve. Um, he's pretty runs a pretty tight ship for you know a bunch of eleven and twelve year olds, but um, it seems to work because all the kids you know uh, far, were far and away better than any other um, any other side in the competition. So and they got um, they got four kids in the in the thirteens um, squad this year, which is an improvement on last year. I think we got one in the squad last year. It's up to four this year. So, And some um, of those kids are the ones that have been picked up in the, the Brisbane Premier League as well from that under-12 yeah. side. Under yeah. 12, one, one on 12, which yeah. was my son Ben. Yeah. And then there was three of the under-11 boys. Mm. So um, yeah, Cooper Armstrong, he got picked up by the Coastal Marlins, so we, we're not super keen on that, on that <laughs> one. But... Um, but uh, Marley Goodwin and Chris Patel got picked up by the Gold Coast Wave Riders for their under-12 sides. Mm. Yeah, it's that's unreal. Yeah. yeah. And so obviously that under-12 side went through undefeated premiers. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty special for that group of boys and for, for you and Sam as coaches, Dave. Um, what did it mean to, to those boys to, to go through and, and win undefeated? Oh, yeah. They, no, it was a goal. Once they got to you know three or four games in the season, it was like, you know, we don't want to lose. And then... Mm. I knew they had a couple of challenges coming up. They had a couple, of, you know, the mudgy sides always go okay, and I knew that they had to play well in those games, and they did. And they, you know, they outclassed them. Every well, they classed, they outclassed everyone every time they played. They'd, there was not really a close game to be honest, apart from round one um, was the only game they really got tested, and they were very raw. Um, Sam runs a tight ship. It, it was it was really cool to see. I was coaching the elevens next to him, but I was there on Saturdays as, as team manager because obviously because Ben was playing, and um, yeah. But it was, it was, I mean, selfishly for me, it was an amazing, amazing moment to see my son win a premiership, especially first game. Like, you know, I played a long, long time and they're not easy to get. Whereas a senior or junior, no tears yet. It's all good. Wasn't there, a, wasn't there a special moment where he ran off the field and... Yeah, yeah. What did he say? Oh, I don't know. You're trying to get me to cry out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we both captain the premiership or something. I can't remember the exact words now, but um, it was pretty cool. It was, yeah. Your kid, you can remember it. Yeah. If I say it properly, I'm not crying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, great. I need that hanky, Churchy. (laughs) (laughs) So this next group of, um, this next group we are going to have a look at are the under-13s through to the the open turf group. So first time um, in a recent, that the league has taken the 15s and 17s and combined them to an open turf group um, with three divisions. So we had a team in... uh, Div Second, one, Div one, yeah, and, and Div three, and Div three, yeah. So the thirteens and fourteens. Um, what are what are your reflections about how they went this season? Uh, obviously, obviously a little bit on the Wednesday night because the elevens split overnight over two nights. So they, I saw the thirteens and fourteens train. Um, Mitch did really well with the group of boys he had. Um, they were pretty unlucky to be honest. They lost a couple of really close games and they end up finishing fourth, making the finals. And then it rained all semi final weekend and they um, they didn't get the opportunity to play in the semi final. And they went in. They, they went in to the, the finals in red hot form too. Mm. They'd beaten first and second, I think, in the last two games. So that was pretty disappointing for those boys that they didn't even get a chance. You know, they, they did the hard work to sneak, sneak in, and after a tough start to the year, and then um, and then didn't. Um, now the fourteens, um, they they had a fair few new players that hadn't played a heap of cricket, and um, I'm a, I'm coaching a couple of them in the under thirteen uh, winter side now, and they've improved so much. Like. Mm. There's three or four boys on that side that you know hadn't played very much cricket at all or none, and uh, now they now they can hold a spot. You know they they they're, they're contributing to a to a side's success, and they, mm. I think they snuck into sixth 
we might say snuck in. They didn't. They were sixth, and there was a huge gap to seventh, and it wasn't five, fifth, and fourth sort of thing. So, yeah, improved year for them. Um, they had a couple of good players as well. Like uh, they had. Um, so Riley Bell played for the 40s. Riley Bell, he, he's in the under-15 rep program. Yeah, also uh, got picked up by one of the BPL teams yeah, in Morton, I think. Uh, he, yeah, he, he did. And then Hayden Drevethan got and Hayden Kelly Jenner. I always get that wrong, but I didn't that time, which is good. Uh, he They both got picked up in the bronze rookie program and Hayden Drevethan got picked up by the Gold Coast Wave Riders mm-hmm. as well for the under-15 side. So the, that's bottom the, age too, so that's pretty For those who don't know, the bronze rookie program, um, they, the Cricket Gold Coast junior program select the top eight cricketers for that age group across the whole of the Gold Coast. Um, so, and, so Hayden Trevethan picked up in the, or was selected in the 14s and Felda Jenner in the 15s. Must have been, yeah. So um, a massive, massive achievement for both of those guys to be recognised in that way. Um, especially um, Hayden Trevethan only been fairly new. Like he was only new to the program mm-hmm. last year, so for one year, uh, taking a spot in the in the bronze rookies, a um, massive achievement. And uh, well, Cobb, over to you. So, how did you find your your coaching experience? Obviously, well, with Jack and Caitlin. Yeah, and, well, actually, just one on uh, Hayden uh, Trevethan. Uh, I obviously hadn't had a lot to deal with him beforehand, but uh, my I guess first real dealing with him was in a preseason game out at Hessian and. Mm. Um, out here and uh, Mitch Parks was like bowling and you know Hayden was just filling in you know I'm like that's umpiring I see this little kid and Mitch Parks who bowls bloody quick and I'm like all right you know Parks you know you're just gonna have to dial it back and he's like no 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 he bowled full pace to me like he just was like fearless and uh, looked like he could pretty well handle his own anyway but uh, yeah yeah no he's pretty confident for a kid who was half the size of every other kid that was out on the field just strode out and Made himself look like he belonged, even though I don't think he knew the names of any other kids he was playing with. So, uh, yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, so Open Turf, like uh, well, like you said, Jack, uh, you and Caleb had kind of committed to it pretty early in the piece. Um, I guess, yeah, what are your sort of reflections on how that all played out over the course of the year, given that, yeah, so we had yeah, three divisions. Uh, we were going to have Div 2, Div 3, and we ended up going Div 1, Div 3, which um, I guess was probably a, a good move in the end. Yeah, I was um, I was sceptical. I, I was one of the people that was saying, no, I think we should have a twos and threes side. Um, but I'm pretty happy to say I was wrong. Um, I think it was much better for the kids' development um, to play Division One. Um, you know, you look at the at the, the top couple of cricketers in that side, you know, Josh Stewart, Mitch Parks, Rig, guys like that. It was really beneficial for their cricket um, to be playing against those, the, the better and the older kids. Um, so I guess it, it was a, a different dynamic this year having divisions because um, it kind of made shifting players up and down a little bit easier. Well, it made it possible, really, um, which, you know, made it easier for some other teams to kind of stack sides, um, which I guess is the one negative of it. But I think given the way we run our junior program, we pick the sides properly, pick our best kids in our best side, um, you know, picking teams and, you know, trying to make all the all the pieces fit. Um, so I think it was, a um, for the first run, again, a really, really good product and a good program for, for everyone involved. And I think everyone will come back better again next year, all the kids that are returning, so. Yeah, and <clears throat> something, I guess, from my own observation was uh, I was incredibly impressed by, in Div 1, the, the level of, um, of play out there, like, was, yeah, pretty... Pretty uh, like yeah, I would have compared it to a second or third grade sort of type of level. So mm-hmm. like it really was a good way to kind of 
uh, get those kids that are at the pointy end sort of yeah, ready to go into seniors sort of full on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, like I've just said, the, um, the quality of the Division 1 especially was um, super impressive. A lot of kids that we played against um, in first grade. Obviously, Mitch was opening the bowling for for the D1 boys and then ended up opening the bowling for us in a few games. You know, it's that, that kind of level. So, um, yeah, it was really, really good for the kids to test themselves against top-quality opposition um, rather than, you know, perhaps if they got put in Div 2 or playing age groups, you know, the teams um, are nowhere near as strong when, they, when you play age groups. So playing in Division 1, um, yeah, it was an excellent way for them to test their skills and um, they performed pretty well. You know, we were unlucky in the end to miss out on a final spot. Um, but yeah, like I said, a lot of a lot of good teams. Um, there really wasn't a weak side in, that, in Division One. Like all all six teams were competitive, so um, it was a pretty good season, pretty tight all the way through the end. As we wrap up, looking at our uh, junior program, um, I guess an opportunity to to thank some of the the, the parents and um, the the carers and the the guys that uh, the coaches that give their time. Um, how important are they in making a successful program, Dave? Well, I think we're exceptionally lucky that we could either voluntold or volunteer, had volunteers to who were all cricketers, you know, like from all from the bottom up, from our under 10s all the way through our open, open Div 1 side. They're all cricketers. They all play cricket. Um, it's I'm the only parent that did any coaching, and I didn't coach um, my own son's or my own, sort of, my own daughter's age group. So um, I think it's brilliant. The kids, the kids seem to relate to it better. Um, I know how much positive talk there is around the Open Turf uh, program from what, I, and from what I saw Connor is so well organised and the boys chip in when they need to which is brilliant um, which is not often by the way it's no. pretty all over it yeah but I mean you can see anyone anyway, that wears a clipboard even if you're not yeah, organised yeah, yeah, yeah. they look like they rock up the so, train with a clipboard but like and like we are talking about the under 12s earlier and I know how well I can react, relate to Sam um, he's not that nice to him most of the time they've got to earn they've got to earn a compliment mm. well, they really have to earn it um, Mitch is pretty similar, Mitch and Sean. Uh, Dickie and Harry went okay for first-timers. Um, they had a couple of really good parents in that group that helped them out a fair bit. Uh, Sean Norch and uh, Adam Trevethan helped out a lot. Um, yeah, it, we're very lucky to have lots of help, you know, and, and with no expectation from anything from the club for their time, which is, you know, it's important. Mm-hmm. It's important we've convinced these young, young men to... Uh, to give, the, give us some of their time mm. for the future of the club. So. Mm. And our, our juniors coaching, our upper juniors coaching the under 10 program as well. So yeah, we had so, some guys step up. So we had, yeah, we had four of our Div 1 turf boys do the, um, the under 10s on a rotation sort of thing. Uh, it, there was days where it could have been better, but they did, they did their best. Um, mm. They were always here. Mm. There was always one of them here. Yeah. I, um, yeah, Mitch Parks, uh, the, James Guthrie, Brandon Palmer and... Uh, and Henry, when he was around before he hurt himself, they did a really good job. You know, they did their best, and they learnt from it as the year went on. So um, they'll be better for the run if, you know, at some point, whether that be next year or in the future, they'll be able to do a junior team on their own. So, so let's uh, let's transition into our senior sides now. So this first bracket we'll look at is our uh, sixth grade to uh, fourth grade. Um, I might just share some of my reflections. So obviously, uh, that's the grades that I play in. So um, I play had a great season in uh, in Snowy's fifth grade side. But I guess if I just reflect on um, those teams as a whole, something I really appreciated was the um, some of the new guys that we had come in um, to the club, um, and there was plenty of them that uh, had an opportunity to play 
um, in those teams and uh, really contributed, not just on the field, but also were, were willing to put time into the club and, and invest time into getting to know people. And um, so, yeah, that, that, that's some of my reflections of it. Um, but what about you guys from externally? What are, what are you, um, yeah, what are your reflections? And then especially around fourth grade. Yeah, I mean, it was, um, it was great to see. We had three, three brand new captains, uh, or four brand new captains, actually, with the two fifth grade sides. Um, this year, so I picked up a team, four brand new captains, um, and I thought they all did a really good job. Um, but Snowy, as you mentioned, is obviously the captain of your side. And I thought did a fantastic job. Um, you know, spreads everything around evenly. It doesn't matter who you are. You know, the famous story, go down in the history of Hawks, where uh, his own son was on a hat trick and he dragged him, because he said at the start of the day, no one's bowling more than four overs. So, um, and you know, any juniors that he took into the side gave an opportunity. Um, you know, Biggie Smalls, um, Jack Turner, you know, guys like that, or Josh Hatfield. Nathan you know, Donnelly. Got <coughs> Donnelly, yep, um, perfect example. The guy that keeps wickets in the juniors was allowed to open the bowling in fifth grade. Mm. You know, it's just the kind of captain that Snowy was. I think it's it's really important as a senior captain to embrace your juniors um, because at the end of the day, they are the future of the club. And if you, the best way for them to improve is match practice mm. and, you know, playing, being in game situations, playing against men um, and testing their skills. And I think uh, Snowy did that really, really well this year with the, with the group that he had. Probably a bit of a shame that you guys couldn't kick into gear, you know, a game or two earlier. Mm. You know, we kind of always, no matter how good you were going, winning 11 of your last 13 games or whatever, um, you know, always kind of felt like you were chasing rather than leading. So... Um, but a fantastic finish nonetheless. You know, mm-hmm. only finishing a point or two outside mm-hmm. of the top four uh, after losing your first four or five games is a um, fantastic effort. So and on the on fourth grade, like yeah, obviously Dean and the team there did a great job. They built a really good culture. I know I uh, went down and watched it a few times, and uh, yeah, obviously as opposed to maybe on occasion where you know you can have that fourth grade side that maybe isn't quite a fourth grade side this was pretty well the fourth best team in the club and uh they did a really good job similar thing they sometimes struggled to lose a game even if they tried to almost like you know that they just uh, would find a way to win yeah they, they played great cricket to be fair um it was you know the, the, the expectations for that fourth grade side at the start of the season were nowhere near as high as in previous years mm-hmm. because we um we had made a point of, of, of the fact that you play where you picked, especially with all the one days been before Christmas. Um, you play one day cricket, but you can play everywhere. You don't need to play fourth grade. So you can play ones to, ones to sixes because mm. um, we're all playing the same cricket. So, um, But yeah, uh, I don't think they overachieved, um, but it did feel like that at points. You when know, winning games against sides that we assumed they were going to lose to. And... Um, but they didn't. They just they bowled really well. They, 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 the bowling was really good all year. They didn't have to chase a lot, a lot of big scores, or they'd set, or, or if, in vice versa, if they batted first, they were setting some big scores where other teams had no chance of getting it. The bowling was so good. So. But yeah, um, it was exciting, disappointing, obviously disappointing finish. But um, I mean, I was there on the day. They were clearly outplayed by a better side. So. Yeah, yeah. Mudgy, uh, I know Dean and the entire team just say that Mudgy were too good. They Mudgy did beat them a few times throughout the year. I think they only lost one game that wasn't to Mudgy. Mm. So, but uh, yeah, that, that's the way it goes. They had a great year, and um, I'm sure those boys will be determined to go one better next year. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I guess just to break up the Saturday grade cricket and talk about Masters for a little bit, um, just quickly. Um, yeah, so we had three Masters teams this year, um, it, it won in each division, and uh, yeah, obviously that program just keeps going from strength to strength. Yeah, 
Um, Mark keeps recruiting him, so um, he's doing an unbelievable job, to be honest, Waggy. Um, I don't know how he puts up with all those old blokes, to be honest with you. But um, no, no, it's, it, it is a good program. Uh, we, I don't think there's any other club with one in each division. No. No, there isn't either. So yeah, it was a, a pretty successful year. Um, our Masters 3 had a lot of blokes that were very raw. Um, our Masters 2 sort of got stuck with fill-ins a lot. We were you know, probably four or five players, full-time players short. And that's where they seem to land most of the time. There's a couple of ones, but yeah. But um, now the results, you know, Div 2 snuck into the four. They got completely outplayed by um, a much better side on the, in the semi-final. And Div 1 did really well to make the grand final and got outplayed by the best side playing, playing Masters in the last five years. I think they lost three games in three year, in five years or something yeah. like that. 40s, over 40s. So. But yeah, but, well, it's a program we should be proud of. Yeah. Um, it's... Most of it isn't. It's not really a detriment of the rest of the club. Obviously, we've got seven senior sides, um, so yeah, I think it's a good thing. You know, we're, we're opening it up for more and more people to play cricket here. You know, ten senior sides mm. is uh, pretty incredible. I think. Mm. So. Yeah, and I, I just reiterate, yeah, the work that Mark Way puts into that program to make it what it is is, um, yeah, it is great. And when you get two out of three of your sides playing finals cricket, it's a, it's a huge achievement. I still stand by. I reckon. I've probably said this before, but I reckon he's got like a spreadsheet, like counting down everyone until they like turn forty or like the eligible age. So like you know, I reckon it goes right back to Jack. Like he'll have like 15, 15, Oh no, I've given, sorry, I've added a few years onto your life there. However, however old you are, twenty forty five. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, he when he needs to hit people up, I reckon he uh, he knows. Um, how did you enjoy playing the Masters cricket, mud? It was good to have, I suppose, more responsibility in the side, more expectation from me. And I played Masters too, mate, all the time. And it was, I was expected to get runs. Mm. And, you know, expected if I got a bowl, I was expected to bowl okay, at mm. least. So, first for you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, it was out of the ordinary. But, you got uh, a few overs this season. Surely the most you've ever bowled? Ever? Uh, no, it wouldn't be the most ever, but it'd be the most since I was 17. <laughs> so, it's a fairly long time ago. Um, I did forget to mention that um, this season that um, the Masters have created a subcommittee. Mm. So Mark hasn't done it all by himself, but um, so we should give thanks to all them as well. Yeah. They've made it, made Mark's job easier by being there for him when he needs questions and help with things. So. Yeah. And that's great. That's something that the club has needed for for a while. So it's really, really especially cool. with the three sides now. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, and they're helping to pick the sides with the captains yep. as well. And, mm. you know, so it's not just one guy picking sides. Yep. All right, well, as we look to wrap up our, our on-field performances, we'll look at our, our top three grades, so thirds uh, through, to, through to first. Uh, maybe, uh, Marty, if you want to talk about third grade, obviously playing in that, and then we'll pivot over to Jack to talk about the other two. Yeah, third grade, we got off to a really good start, um, and then we got a few washouts. We got really unlucky. We got washed out against a couple of teams that finished well out of the four, which cost us some wins. Um, a couple of games we were in winning positions and got washed out. Um, but we battled hard and we ended up finishing third, I think. Uh, and then uh, semi-final weekend, if, as people might remember, it, was, it rained and rained and mm. rained and rained. And we, we had to work very, very hard to get on, on the field. And I can talk about third day for hours, but to, just to, talk, to reflect on the final, mm. um, we were up against it. We knew we weren't going to play on Sunday. We, we had a close look at the weather. We knew we had to try and win it in one day. Mm. They won the toss, unfortunately, and they put us in the bat. So we played it like a 2020. We knew we only had 51 overs or something like that for the day. So we played like a 2020 and it, it didn't come off. You know, our, our, our ball strikers didn't get away with it. You know, they got caught. Uh, 
really whacked on it straight to, straight to backward square. You know, and he gets that over the top, that's four, and anything could happen. But, mm. um, but yeah, uh, we battled hard. I mean, and they, they won on the first day, and they asked if we were coming back. I said, there's no point, it's going to rain all night. It's going to rain all day tomorrow, and it did. So, um, so we, we had a crack. Um, like we said, that's the, third, the first time third grade have made finals in like 25 years or something ridiculous like that. So mm. it's a step in the right direction. Another one, it's not a stack side, you know, like it's, you know, two's picked their side before the threes. So, mm. you know, it's, you know, we should be happy about that. You know, it's a, it's a step in the right direction. We're mm. improving all the time. Um, so hopefully next year we can go two places better. So. And second grade, uh, yeah, Jacker, I think quite similarly, two's made quite a good start to the year and then sort of just fell away a little bit as the the season went on, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I think um, oh, second grade is one of the hardest, uh, one of the hardest grades to captain. I think so. Credit to Jorgo being a uh, first timer. It's tough. It's just a, a roller door basically. It's just blokes going in and out. So he must have had thirty plays all up by the end of the year. So it's just turnstile cricket kind of thing. But he did a great job. Um, and all the guys that, that played twos, everyone that got their opportunity. Um, you know, really wanted to play twos. I think there was kind of a different feel this year. There were guys really, you know, challenging spot for spots and wanting, genuinely wanting to play higher and playing twos cricket. So, um, and yeah, look, again, uh, one of the most successful years that twos have had in a, um, in quite a while, definitely since I've been here. Um, so yeah, just to show there's a lot more depth in the club and I think we had um, some senior guys really stand up, you know, uh, crackers and, and Jorgo and guys like that, but we also had some young guys um, in uh, James and uh, you know Jack Whitten, guys like that, really stepping up and, um, and you know proving that they can play cricket at a higher level, which is not something that we've had coming through the twos um, for a long time. Um, and it's great to see putting pressure on spots in the in the top grade. Just you know a bit of healthy competition, I think, makes everyone work a little bit harder, and that can only be a good thing. Unfortunately, I guess. The success of the twos didn't quite flow into the ones. It was a tough year this year. Probably, I guess to say it bluntly, our worst year in a long time. We've been so competitive, uh, you know, in probably the last five years or so. But unfortunately, for whatever reason, it didn't quite click. Aside from the 2020, it started nice, T20s. But then once we got into, I guess, the points-paying part of the season, it kind of... What was sort of your take on there? What what happened? Yeah, I think... um Look, it, to in trying to defend ourselves firstly, um, the numbers probably don't do us justice, to be honest. I think there were a lot of games that, you know, it were in the definitely in the balance and maybe we were even ahead at points in that game that we managed to lose. Um, and I definitely think that comes down to how you start the year. You know, if we, we got on if we got had it got on a roll, actually it starts all the way from the first game. You know, we we had Broadbeach in a really, really good position halfway through their batting innings. Um, let them score probably 20, 30, 40 too many runs and then we lost by 20 or 30 runs or something like that towards the end of the day. The next game we play surfers, you know, we drop Ridden on eight or something, he gets 100, surfers only make 170 and we fall oh, three runs short in the last mm-hmm. over. So all of a sudden we're 0-2, a couple of washouts, whereas if we start the year, you know, 2-0, and 0, for example, you know, we kind of go on, those 50-50 games fall our way we just kind of got stuck in a rut where, you know, we kept losing games from anywhere. So um, it was definitely disappointing, obviously, not to get the results and only having the uh, the one win down at South Tweed. But um, there's uh, still certainly a lot of positives to take out of the year. But, um, 
a lot of learning opportunities as well, I think, for everyone. I think we got not complacent, obviously, because we, you know, we knew we weren't the best side in the comp. Um, but, you know, a few guys taking uh, a little bit too much for granted. Um, and I think it's all, it's, you know, speaking to all the guys, um, there's a lot of guys, pretty much all the guys are going to come back and play again. Um, and I think it's just going to make us all hungrier for, for the year going mm. forward. So. Yeah, so it's not, it's not necessarily one of those years where you come second last and you think, oh, well, we might come third last next year. We, we could easily play top four again next year if, uh, you know, you've got the team to do it. It's just about yeah. make, and, turning a couple of little yeah, things around. And I think we showed that in the 2020s that we can take it to, to the best teams in the comp. You know, we beat Palm Beach and they ended up in the grand final in the regular season. We beat Broad Beach, um, albeit it was a very different Broad Beach side um, throughout the year, but we beat them as well, who ended up getting washed out in the semi-finals. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, four or five years ago, there was a year that we came last or second last where we just didn't look like winning a game the entire year. And, you know, it, it was certainly a different a different story this year. I felt like we competed in nearly every game that we played this year. We were in the game um, for a lot of it. We just couldn't quite, you know, stamp a home, um, stamp home with a win. So... Um, yeah, like I said, there's a lot of stuff that we can take from it, a lot of positives, um, and a lot of stuff that we can we can learn from and be better for. That's great. So yeah, obviously, like any season, you know, some some wins and some areas of improvement uh, on the field. Um, but as we pivot off the field, um, maybe you guys could share uh, maybe a challenge each that you experienced off the field, and then maybe some of your highlights off the field as well. Maybe you want to kick us off, Ahmad. Any challenges this year? <laughs> There's always plenty of challenges. Um, none we can't handle as a group, but uh, yeah, there's day-to-day challenges for a career club, you know, whether it be as simple as lack of availability or you know, someone doing the wrong thing on the field for one, saying the wrong thing and stuff like that. But to be honest, we're, we're pretty well behaved. There's, there's not a heap of nonsense that goes on here that you, that you have to deal with in a negative, you know mm. what I mean? Like, there's much more good things happen here than bad things. Um, and and a, yeah, a highlight off off the field, I guess. I know a highlight, of course, as you mentioned earlier, was you know, with Ben and uh, and obviously playing semi-finals yourself, but um, any anything off the field that come to mind? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think um, the celebration of the year at the end was a real highlight. Um, at the gala? At the gala, yeah. yeah I, um, Annika and I spent a lot of time on that, uh, a lot, put, put a lot of effort into uh, that night, and to see it go almost, like pretty much without a hitch, was just unreal. Like it... Now, when you plan things like that, you hope for the best, and it was, it was great to see that pretty much the best happened. And to have so many current members, uh, ex members, life members, Hall of Famers, all that sort of stuff in the one room, or even to have big beef teams travel up from Melbourne, you know, to be part of it was that's pretty special, I reckon. If we can, if, if obviously, you know, not it's not just us doing good things now, there's people done good things in the past if people want to come back, so mm. um, yeah, that, that was a real highlight for me. And what about you, Jack? Maybe a, a challenge and then a highlight. Yeah, so uh, I mean, the biggest challenge for me, stating the obvious, uh, was uh, taking on the head coach role, um, but for different reasons than I had uh, first thought. So I've done a bit of coaching in the past, but only as a team coach. You know, I'm only only responsible for eleven or twelve guys, kids, whatever. But um, I, I, I understated the magnitude of. Um, being uh, the club coach, being in charge of you know the eighty or hundred senior members that we've got, um, the, the you know and the challenges that come along with that, you know, trying to um, you know balance personalities, you know, because obviously within a hundred guys you're going to have a lot of different personalities, 
you know, I, you know we're all teammates but we're not expected to be best of friends so when you know there's always going to be conflict and you know dealing with that conflict is definitely something that um that i do not like doing i'm not not good at handling conflict and you know fortunately i've got two younger brothers that keep me on my toes which is great um <laughs> so uh that was the biggest challenge for me was definitely um you know the man management part of the head coaching role um and it's definitely something that i felt like i was better with at the end of the season than i was at the start um and yeah like i've said before it definitely be better um moving forward um you know experiencing that and having to overcome um the challenges that are associated with that um so and uh in terms of most memorable moments okay. off the field um i i can't really think of a specific one outside of the gala that obviously it's the first thing that springs to mind but pretty much any of the social events that go on here you know every we get a great turnout to every single one um you know from the trivia nights to the mexican night um the, the junior discos here even and going down to the under 10s it's just the last couple of years it's turned into a spectacle like it's something that we all want to go to on a friday night um and it's great watching all the kids run around have a blast all the parents down there watching i was going to say uh, as well um uh something i was keen to ask was um so when we had Dylan on last season, like one thing that he did say was like that he ha- had trouble when he moved from being a player to being a coach. Now being in, like you know coaching his mates and that sort of thing. I guess how did you seem to deal with it pretty well from my observations this year? But like how was that? Like sometimes I guess having to potentially come down hard on uh, on mates. You probably had I guess being a captain for a fair while. You've probably had experience of that as well. But um yeah. How was that sort of... Yeah, um, uh, but I've, like I've said, being a captain kind of gave me a, you know, an easing into that kind of thing. Um, but it is definitely different. Um, you know, the, these guys that I'm not only teammates with, but then now I'm also, you know, responsible for. And, you know, there's hard decisions that have got to be made all the way through the year. Um, and, you know, it's never made without, you know, long long thoughts and processes and stuff like that and it look, you're right it is, it's definitely challenging you know having to look a guy in the eye that you you know got a lot of respect for and that you, you know you do anything for out on the field and you know having to tell him difficult news and stuff like that um so but it's definitely something that you know i've gotten used to um and again you know will only improve um over time but yeah you're right that is one of the challenges that come, comes along with you know, it's part of the parcel, I guess. It's just one of those things that you can't always be the yes man. You know, you can't always tell people what they want to hear. Sometimes you've got to tell them what they need to hear. So, so yeah, well said. Yeah, honesty is always the, uh, the best way to go. As we highlight some of the off-field stuff, I think my reflections, um, what I really appreciated, that I thought the club did, did really well and that we can be proud of is um, some of our social media stuff think through COVID and then especially this season um, we took that really seriously with our weekly wrap-ups and and then linked with that I think also as part of our social events we also had a a few big opportunities to uh, raise some money for some for some different great causes and our members really turned up and and helped out with that Um, and really a great opportunity to highlight probably Annika who was our our club person of the year uh, who was uh, hugely instrumental in in both of those things Um, We'll, we'll let Mud talk about her, maybe. <laughs> um, what, what, what did she bring to the, to the group? Um, where to start? She, well, to be honest, she just did everything we asked. Any, anything that was asked of her and more, you know. She'd come up with ideas. What do you think? What do you think? And then, like, that was the start of the year. She'd ask me if she could spend a dollar. And 
and then by the end of the year, it was like, you know, you're not to ring me now. Like, you just go and do it. You know, mm. This is your, your the function needs to be organised. Just go and buy what we need for it. And um, yeah, like I, you know, on the spot, I didn't think of functions and the fundraisers, but they, they, they're something that I'm enormously proud. of. The fundraisers, I'm enormously proud of. But the the, the support we get from our members is just mm. incredible. Like to have twelve shavers like mm. head shaved on the night, which is it's quite incredible. Like really, to have twelve people in the clubhouse. And really, I've got to say, like, massive respect also for Ben, like, for probably easier for people, like, that are older to kind of go or whatever, but, like, for a kid of Ben's age uh, mm-hmm. to then rock up to school with a shaved head and people be like, oh, what's doing there? Like, that's yeah. pretty cool. And Lisa Woods. Lisa, absolutely, yeah. 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 yeah, huge. Yeah, I remember it was a Masters game um, up at Tambourine and uh, Lisa was there, Daryl was playing, and I said, oh, we're doing the world's great shave. You should do it. She goes, well... I've been dying my hair for years. I want to stop dying. It's probably a good way to start from scratch, isn't it? She goes, I'm in. I said, what? She goes, I'm in. I said, oh, good. And I, honestly, I, you know, I didn't think Lisa was full of it, but I thought, well, she might put, she got plenty of time to pull out of this. But no, she did true to her word and she raised plenty of money. And, and went first too. Yeah. yeah. She got it over and done with She did. Oh, she, she might not have gone second. <laughs> no, it's incredible. We have an incredible community here and it continues to amaze me, if, if I'm honest. Mm. So... And, and like back to Annika is she she's just added to that you know the the efforts we have of all the people before her have been great and then she's just another person that's helping and to make it even bigger you know like it, it, without as our member base grows we, um, everything gets bigger so we need more people to help and she's been amazing and she was more than worthy of our best club person this year for sure mm. so I was just gonna say I can't help but notice I like a tag Jack in marriage type uh, <laughs> Facebook posts all the time. Yeah, and Mum's getting involved. Too. <laughs> it's, it's a slippery slope. Later. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I'd just like to add that I brought her here too. So <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome, yeah. Helen's well. That'll be wedding of the year. That one. <laughs> yeah. Surely in the clubhouse on hair shit. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, so finally, guys, what are we what are Thanks we looking for. forward to uh, this off season? And maybe do you have um, some goals for next season? Um, well, we'll start with you, Jack. What are what are you, what are you what are your projects for for the off season? Um, oh, look, the off season. It's just uh, I think it's great that there's so many guys wanting to get involved in the wind cricket. You know, I don't think we've ever had um, the a scenario where guys want to play and we don't have spots. So, it's, you know, trying to actually select teams and, you know, making sure guys get a run at some point. Uh, it's great that there's so many guys willing to work hard in the off-season to, to better their game and, you know, come back a new and improved version of themselves come season 21-22. Um, so, and that's definitely something that I'm, you know, trying my hardest to do, work on my game and um, make sure I, you know, improve on, uh, improve on uh, the previous season. Um, Thing I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to just getting back into it, um, getting around the guys again, um, you know, in building on and improving the, the club culture and the culture within the team as well, within our top playing group. Um, you know, there'll be a few guys in some different roles and there'll be some fresh faces, I'm, I'm sure, but, um, you know, with that comes, you know, rejuvenated energy and excitement, um, which I think will be great for the group after what was a, like a pretty tough year. Um, I think it'll be great to kind of hit the reset button, kind of refresh, you know, use the off season to, to refresh and everyone comes back with a fresh outlook on what we're doing and um, yeah, just full steam ahead and you know, 
see uh, see how far we can go. I, I truly believe that we've got the guys to make a run into the top four. We've just um, you know, got to figure out the best way to unlock them potentially in everyone. And what about you, Mud? Um, goals for the off-season? Uh, well, to sign a new coach. Um, that, that's top of the list. Uh, Gilly would know that we're working, <laughs> we're working on that at the moment. Um, yeah, working through a few few little things that we've got in mind. But, um, yeah, uh, try, obviously the goal is to get that done far earlier than we did last year so that, you know, if that, that, the person in that role has time to organise themselves rather than being like Jack was last year. Oh, we start training next week. Here you go. Hmm. And, and that was pretty much what it was. So um, I think people, yeah, I, I know obviously as do you that uh, people probably don't realise how hard it is to actually uh, find a good candidate to coach. It's not as easy as uh, something that takes many months often. But yeah, that's um, that's pretty much it at the moment. I mean, it's like one job at a time sort of thing. Tick that off, and then we'll go from somewhere. We'll go somewhere else. Hmm. I won't manage, mention the nets, but we'll, they'll be finished. Don't you worry about that. I promise, Betty. I promise. So. Maybe even by the time this podcast airs. I wouldn't hold the breath. Well, yeah, thanks for your time, guys. So uh, very exciting for you two in particular because you get to experience our brand new segment for to, yeah, season two. To close it out, I know Dave made notes here about uh, throwdown questions, but I'm um, sorry, you can put them away. Because okay, uh, we're, we've, uh, we, we started our new segment uh that would be called Super Over. Um, you know, very creative of us uh, to. It's original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, we might six. <laughs> yeah, there, there are is six. Um, six each, maybe. It's a bit of um, a bit of word association. A bit of um, you know, we we throw something at you and want one word uh, kind of ideally a one word answer. Mm. So you you know, as a Super Over, you both walked out there to to face it together. So we'll give you the words, and we want you both to to give us what your your first thoughts are uh, when we say these words. Uh, yeah, it's either person or whatever. But uh, yeah. I guess yeah, naturally, I'll, I'll start off with you start that. So single word answers. Oh, ideally, or short answers. Short ideally answers. one, but uh, but if you need more than one, then yeah, we oh, won't we won't we won't kick you out. I was going to say just because you know if you're naming players, the first word to come to mind, you know, <laughs> I might require four words. Um, well, well, the on middle, that note, this will be a good turn. Uh, first one, Sam Lucas. Uh, hard worker. That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> No offence, Sammy is a hard worker. But, uh. Oh, man. I, I can't even sum the bloke up in one word. That's not fair. Oh, man. I've lived with the bloke my entire life. Um, oh, God. Like, so talented. I, I would okay. just say, like, funny. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. He would, have, he would have been a prime example of where I could have used four words to describe him. Well, actually, that's pretty funny. Stuff. <laughs> I don't think he's funny at all. No, he's... Yeah, <laughs> I think Jack and I have got a few words that we couldn't use. So, <laughs> so that's he, why he's an excellent housemate. Yeah, well navigated. Uh, second uh, ball, second word, big head. Yum. Yeah. Delicious. Um, Paul Baker. <laughs> Unique. Loyal. What about the cut shot? The only shot. <laughs> can't. <laughs> I still can't. 
we wanted to come up with like some some sort of club that might be good uh, to like kind of you know stir you up. But Queens, one word about Queens. Crap change rooms. <laughs> I'm sure that's one word. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I love that. <laughs> oh, that's real. Jack's really strong. Oh, I was gonna say we. I was saying Kumara, but there's not really the like cross rivals. Yeah, yep, it's good. Runs deeper than cricket. You've done well so far. Last one. Last ball of the over. Ben Daly. Cat. You're afraid. Entertainment. You won't say anything, man. You're afraid. <laughs> Entertainment. Well, well done, guys. You yep. made it. We made yep. it through. First super over. First Navigator super over. for season two. Oh, Did we still get throwdowns? No, no, no. no. We, oh, yeah. wow. no, no we, we thought we'd mix it up. We've already asked you guys throwdowns as well before. Yeah. We, we, we wanted to mix it up. Shake things up. Everyone, oh, gee. Wow, there's a lot of... A lot of love for throwdowns out there. I oh, know, yeah. Well, maybe that could be backed by popular demand for season yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know. Oh, yeah. Let us know <laughs> yeah. uh, what you guys yeah. think. But uh, thanks, boys. Really appreciate you guys joining us. Um, return guests, and, and thanks for joining us for something different. Uh, I think it's fair to say uh, we're still the best club on the coast. So if you're out there and you're listening, uh, we've got plenty of spots coming up for this summer. And um, yeah, thanks, boys. You won't regret it.